Hide Hide your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous Dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right Right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Today on the Chad and Cheese Podcast, we have Andy Katz. Lovely day, Andrew Katz. Now we're sitting. We're sitting on the uh, on the porch here at uh, Indianapolis the Icon. Harry and Izzy's. Harry and Izzy's on the north side. I have a bourbon on the rocks. What do you have, Andy? I have some kettle one and seven. Kettle one and seven. Is it? It's, it's noon somewhere. Just it's five o'clock noon. in London. It's almost noon here. Pine, pine of zombie dust over here. Yeah, zombie dust. I, I had my fill of zombie dust last night, man. That shit is awesome. <laughs> you look a bit a little zombie esque after it. a night I think of you zombie dust. Out the bar of the zombie uh, dust. I, yeah, <laughs> I love it, dude. So we have Andy Katz here. It's a good thing this isn't on video. And I've known Andy for a few years. How long have we know each probably other? About twenty. Yeah, probably about twenty years. Just and a few. Did, did he yeah. have hair back then? No. No, Chad did not have hair, but he definitely looked younger. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that ouch. hurts! Wow, that, that does hurts. hurt. Sorry about that. Uh, so, for, for all these new to the industry people, Andy, tell tell us a little bit about you. Sure, I've been in uh, I've been in the human capital space for about. 25 years, started my career at Bernard Hodes Group, also known as Symphony Were Talent. you selling newspaper ads? <laughs> I was selling newspaper nice. ads. I was that dinosaur that woke up on a Sunday when I lived in the city and went to a, there was a newspaper that uh, store that got papers from all over the country. I'd go there every Sunday, buy about 40 newspapers and make sure they didn't Fuck up my agate lines. And make sure my display ads weren't so, upside down. For the kids out there, what would have been the most you would have made on a display ad in a newspaper back then? Oof. I mean, you talk about full-time, uh, full-page ads right? in the New York Times. They were a hundred grand a pop, and, Holy and shit. they were ordering them for three weeks in a row because they got a fifty percent discount on the third week. So, uh, I mean, uh, those were the days cash where cash money, boy. The agencies were printing money, dude. The newspaper printing, printing money, fucking money. Yeah. Boston Globe. I remember the days they had 150 full-page ads to start out the So talk about how that whole trend, and you seeing it, how that came to be with the internet, all these crazy job boards, because, I mean, that just turned everything on its fucking ear, right? It did. It did. And it, and it didn't happen overnight. I mean, I could not to keep promoting HOTUS or Symphony, but we were one of the first with a job board, too, Career Mosaic. Um, yeah. You know, that and Monster Board were the first two job boards out there, OCC. Yeah. Yes, OCC. So, um, Don't forget you, nobody, Eastpan. Nobody remembers Eastpan, Joel. <laughs> no, Joel. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's in the morgue. NAS remembers Eastbound. <laughs> They're still around, damn it. So yeah, it, w- it wasn't a it wasn't a change overnight. Some newspapers made the change sooner than later. Yeah. Others and most did both, right? I mean, very few would just say, "Let's just go online." Right. It was doing both. So probably for a while, Absolutely. you were making a lot more money because they were doing we were. They were add-ons. Yeah. You know, it's uh, go put a go take out a full page ad, and we'll put this job up on this website called Monster Board of Career Mosaic that no one ever heard of back in 1994, 95. And for an add-on for 300 bucks onto your $100,000 ad, it made sense. Nice. It made sense. So it was uh, too easy. Yeah, it was was an easy sell. um, And, you know, 
between Monster and Career Builder at the beginning of time. They just took off and everything started moving over there. They both made good um, relationships with the newspapers and had more of an ecosystem behind them. So it was buy a newspaper ad, get a print ad. Uh, get an online posting for free or vice versa. When did you see the writing on the wall? When did you say like, okay, this newspaper thing probably yeah. won't last? When were newspaper reps saying, oh, fuck. When did you start seeing the gravy train <laughs> drive away? I would say I'm going to go with early, early 2000. I think we okay. made it through Y2K. So the first recession maybe? Yeah, 2002, yeah. 2003, probably right okay. around there. I think after the world actually continued to move forward, when it should have blown up because of Y2K. Right. I think everybody was pretty much status quo, the 98 to 2001, to make sure it all lived. And then starting in 2002, that's when job boards really propelled us into the future. Yeah. So that being said, that was an exciting moment. Joel always talked, talk, we always talk about how that was exciting as hell. It was. We were there, we were Super watching Bowl it. Ads. And it's like, holy yep. shit, dude, blimps. Yeah. Super Bowl I want to be a yes man. Crazy shit. Yeah, I want to be a yes man. That's right. <laughs> Chimps, all that other shit. I want a brown nose. But, yeah. is it not more exciting now? I mean, there's so much shit that's it going is. on. So it much is. money pouring uh, into this goddamn industry. Well, I think that's what people got scared of. They saw, you know, how do you take and I'm being a little facetious with 100,000 ads. They were there, but they weren't the norm. Right. But a $5,000 ad was extremely common, even if you were running a secretary ad. Right. Yeah. So, and that's in major markets, obviously, where prices were high. So, you know, we saw that. It was exciting. We were printing money. People didn't want to say, how do I go from a $5,000 print ad to a $1,500 posting package? And at the end of the day, if you look at it and you own the job board, you got 85% of the 1500 If you were using a, a newspaper, you got 15% of that. Right. So if people really would have thought forward, they would have seen it all equals out and the internet is here to stay and it's going nowhere. So embrace it versus trying to try to go around it. I mean, I think the same thing now is with programmatic. People think that's the next end all be all and it's extremely big piece of any puzzle, uh -huh. but, and we have to embrace it. It's not exactly the way job boards or agencies want to work, but it is, it is one piece of the overall strategy. So I think it's, everything keeps morphing. Why wouldn't agencies want that though? Because I mean, from a complexity standpoint, right. The hiring companies are going to come to agencies when they don't understand shit. It seems right. like and agencies is, are more valuable now than oh, ever. They, agencies, they're, they're, they're a wealth of information and yeah. extremely valuable. And I don't think it's agencies that are saying programmatic is the end-all, be-all also. Uh -huh. It's it's the easy button right now. You can put all your jobs in one feed, distribute them to 10, 15, 20 places and, and let it be. But there's a lot more, and I'm not just speaking about at Next. Right. It's throughout the industry. You have text messaging, you have retargeting, you have branding, you have all these other pieces of the puzzle that make up the whole hiring ecosystem. And to say that just one thing, I don't care if you say, change my word from programmatic to a job posting or job posting to sending out text messages. One size doesn't fit all. You're not going to reach every audience with one medium. And I think from where we're coming, coming from, Companies know they have to do these things. They know they have to be in programmatic. They know they don't need know. a chatbot. They know they need AI. But they Absolutely. don't really know what that means. No. Or how. And, and no. agencies seem to fill the void of, like, let us help you understand they and do. guide you through that. Are, are you seeing that as well? Yeah, and they're valuable partners of ours. Without them, we wouldn't exist. So the agencies are, you know, they're our middleman between us and the customers or the end client for a lack of better words and we're finding that even on the agency side they're learning more and more every day because again it might be five ten years old but in relation to the overall 
hiring ecosystem, it's relatively new. So we keep learning, you know, I manage a huge part of Next. I keep learning every day. I keep making us better, more efficient, offering better services to our job seekers and to our clients. And I think all the job boards out there are doing the same and all the agencies are embracing it. And it's really about just having a whole arsenal of tools instead of just saying, here's one thing that works for everybody. Are you seeing a big movement from duration-based ads to performance ads, or is that just kind of like trickling right now? It's trickling. I mean, you still have, you know, some of the major players out there doing duration postings and their businesses. Sure, it's not where it was in 2007 or eight, uh-huh. but whose is, right? So they're still surviving. They're doing well off of them. I think it's slowly morphing from duration to performance. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a client and you have $500, would you rather put it towards something that you don't know what the return you're going to get? Or would you rather say, okay, for $5,000, I'm pretty much guaranteed 100 apps? So why isn't it moving faster that way, though? I mean, I would think from a, the, sta- the, sta- the standpoint from an agency. Right? I don't like change. From, from an agency, though, from yeah. an agency, True. an agency can say, look, and that's why you have the agency there is to be able to kind of usher you into these new lands. Right. Um, even though we're still like 10 years behind the, you know, the, the, the marketing industry. Why aren't we seeing more of that? Because you would think well, that that push would happen I don't on think the you're seeing. Side. I don't think you're seeing any new players come into this space uh-huh. being a duration posting, right? Right, so everybody okay. new is performance. You have a few legacies that are doing duration, and it works for them. So and it's withering is what you're saying. It, it might be, and they're also morphing their businesses into other yeah. services to either compensate yeah. or move to performance. But it's one of those things I said earlier where not one size fits all, and duration postings still have a place. Sure, they're not where they were, again, 10 years ago, but they're still there now. Well, and there's still newspaper ads, right? And there's still newspaper so, ads. So, yeah, now to say right. that duration What's the newspaper posting, again? Yeah, that's that black and white thing that you open up on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. That What's day. your read on the consolidation that we're seeing in the agency business? So you have Shaker buying up Arlen Group. You have yep. Monster buying uh, KRT, right? Um, CKR. Or CKR, sorry. Yep, close. Like, is that a healthy thing? What's your take on, on what's going on there? Yeah, you, I mean, everybody loves competition. Competition validates you, and and you need different players for different. Not everybody can handle a behemoth of a Fortune 10 company, right? right. The smaller agencies might not be equipped, so they're going to handle maybe an SMB market. There's, I'll say the same thing about job boards. I'll say the same thing about any of the CRM providers out there, talent community providers. There's a market for everybody. Now, when you oversaturate that market with too many players, that's when you spread yourselves too thin, and nobody makes money except for the top three where if you consolidate on making a number up from 20 down to 12, right. that's healthy. And consolidation is, is, is the crux of this entire country and economy forever. People always acquire and build and grow from there. Same thing will happen with the smaller players. So what about the UX side of the house? So candidate experience has always been a bitch. It's always sucked. But right. there's a lot of money that could prospectively be there to ensure right. that you know you're you're obviously getting the right talent. Um, they're not ejecting before getting you know into that 20 minute application process into your ATS. Right. So do you see a movement door down that that path, or where where does it go from a money standpoint? Yeah. Where's the money moving? I, I think you're right. The UX still sucks, but I'm going to keep going back to <laughs> not the number of years, but in relative. It's still a newish, you know, technology and way of recruiting. When someone figures out truly how to make a mobile apply mobile, that's going to be one of the winners of this whole end game. And they don't have to do it themselves. They can license out that technology to 20 other players. I mean, 
the biggest Didn't indeed buy a mobile apply company. I think they might have. <laughs> <laughs> and they still haven't figured this they shit out. Because the difference is you might be able to get it in on the front end, uh-huh. but getting it through the back end of the ATS when you have 50 different ATSs that gather information differently and APIs are different, it's impossible to bring it all down to one common denominator to make you be able yeah. to apply to all of them. So you might be able to solve for the top three or four uh-huh. at one time, but the long tail's huge still now too. Well, that's customized work though, and that's money it's, to be able to implement for like somebody who has a Taleo and to be able to get it right. And I understand there's there's a shit ton of maintenance that has to happen on those APIs and oh, so on and so yeah. forth. But I mean, Oh yeah, every but every client's ATS is sort of configured differently, right? Yeah. If if every Taleo client had the exact same Taleo yeah. setup, yeah. you can build an API, you can build a functionality, you can get everything through a yeah. mobile. Yeah. That's not the case. No. Once you have one client do any customization to it, you're kind of fucked. So and I that, think that's what people need to solve for. And I, I I mean, there's a lot of smart, much smarter people out there than me. And they haven't figured it out yet. So, so next offers a lot of services and solutions. Being in the industry for a long time, you've 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 seen things come and go. Five years from now, of the new stuff, what are we still talking about? What are the big success stories in the future? Sure. I mean, I, I think it is going to come down to performance marketing. Everything's going to be performance. People want to pay for what the value they're getting. Yeah. Um, you know, text messaging, again, that's going to keep growing. I want to talk more about that. Okay. So let's put a pin in that, but let's keep going. Keep, go- keep yeah. going. So I will say the text messaging is huge. I think retargeting is huge. The bounce rates on clients' websites from job seekers is huge. Oh, yeah. And we don't know every single step of the way why there are actually companies out there right now that are working on that to show you where the gaps are and why people are bouncing where they are and how to recapture them but retargeting is huge if you can drop a cookie on your user and you can know where in the process they dropped off you can then retarget them at the right time with the right messaging but a lot of those cookies and the targeting and all that other fun stuff with gdpr and all these new regulations right new regulation was just put out yesterday about what, what? Chrome uh, security on Google, they'll yeah. tell you yeah. how you're being followed. Yeah, following I mean, all, all the stuff, new legislation just pushed in uh, Illinois yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we feel like we're going to be able to collect enough data to continue to do those things? Because, I mean, right. right now it's still the Wild West. Well, I think you have two. Well, that's, that's that was going to be my support to you, where <laughs> GDPR is, is, is it's standardized across the European nations, right? Yeah. Yep. Where in the U.S. we're not standardized. In every, I mean, California has one set of rules. Indiana has one set of rules. But don't you have to like develop a program for like the the hardest set of rules? Th- that's the way it should be, right? And then you have to have people opt in, double opt in, and then if you do that and you're in compliance, then you can drop your cookies every time you go onto a website. It's going to say, "We we collect yeah. cookies. Are you okay with this? If you accept it, then you know, and we can retarget it." So. You know, you got to go back. Will employers be comfortable with that message when people go to their site? That'll be an interesting well, dilemma, right? Well, let me ask you: Have you ever left a site because it said it was collecting your cookies, or you just go and clear your cookies out afterwards if you didn't like it? No, but I'm not an <laughs> HR person who doesn't want phone calls or messages from job seekers saying, "Why are you following me?" or "How are you following right. me?" Right. That well, might not be the most comfortable conversation. There's a stalking way of following somebody, and then there's the way of retargeting. But if I'm an HR subtly. person, do I want to explain that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you talk about, you're talking about five years from now, right? Today, I'm agreeing with you. Five years from now. Okay, keep going. Again, the landscape changes, right? So how do you reach the passive job seeker or the active one that may be of interest, but just didn't want to go through your 20-page application? 
but you have enough data on them from whatever pages you did collect to say, damn, this person's a great candidate. Yeah. How do I go back after them? So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot back to texting because you guys have you how many? You forgot virtual reality, yeah. by the way. Oh, Jesus. Augmented reality. You're virtual going, you're reality. Going right he's, virtual he's, he's going straight. He, he's still hanging on to second life like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. I'll, I'll, so, <laughs> so he's, he's, I will he's, be redeemed one day. Trust me. Fairy, I, I heard MySpace is coming back, too. If, <laughs> and Friendster, if you ever go to, to second life and you see a fairy unicorn, it's Joel. So, <laughs> Shh, don't give away my identity. So... Uh, so Back I'm to the, the only texting. one there. Back to the texting side of the house. Um, you guys have how many to date? You have like a, a database of like uh, almost eight, eight million. Eight million. Okay. Eight million opted in text so, messaging so text job messaging seekers. Messaging is to me. They were brilliant early on. Fucking by the crazy. Way. Very early on, yes. they had an opt in for resume postings yeah. to get text messages. Yeah. And yep. that's been a, a, a yes. very profitable so business why, for you. you, you Ten you years see, later, you see the returns. On text, right? Responses, and that hasn't changed. No, so it's actually why, getting better. Yeah, why? Why? Damn. Why isn't every company doing texting? I we we nail this all the time. Right. It's like if you're not texting when you're recruiting, you're fucking dumb. Right. I, I just I don't get it. So I got to go back to slow to adopt. Right. Five years from now, everybody's gonna have some type of text messaging. But offering. everybody needs top talent now. Everybody needs it now, and you know. Not everybody's going to survive for whatever reason, and that uh-huh. might be one of the reasons. Well, that even means you, HR director or TA director, you might not survive because you can't get the talent <laughs> fast enough because you're not using t- texting or some of these other programmatic tools or what have you. There are, and I think anybody would be remiss to say, let's not try everything and see what we get from it because there's enough <laughs> providers out there to say what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. You know, my best analogy to, to when I'm talking to clients is if you had a million dollars to invest in a stock portfolio, are you going to put it all in one company? No. And granted, yeah, in Foresight, I could have put it all on Amazon, Apple, Google, or any of the FANG stocks, right? Yeah. But I, I, my crystal ball is broken today. So my answer is you're going to take your million-dollar recruit, recruiting budget and spread it across 10 partners and move money around based on who performs best. And quite frankly, if Next wasn't one of the ones that were performing for some crazy reason, because we always perform, that was a little Obby. plug. Um, you know, then, then they should move money out of our... Stop. Well, and that's where we were talking earlier about the agencies. They're kind of like they're they're like the the consultants to be they're able your to help financial you advisor make you help you make the right decision for those ten, not for one, right, but for the ten, and not for forty yes, because you also exactly. don't want to be spread too thin. Yes. You have to have the right number of sources for your budget and for your recruiting needs, and to make again. I mean, I truly say this one. Ultimately, we all really are looking out for the job seeker, and we want them to have the best user experience, but we want to make money doing Aww. it. We do. We do. He's I so know. sweet. That I'm was sweet. But I'm going to give him a hug. Give me a second. He's a tough Aww. guy, but he's really Aww. sensitive. Yeah, deep, isn't he? <laughs> okay. I better order another drink. <laughs> are, you, are you sensing that companies are moving more toward a marketing competency? Are they moving too slowly? Like, what's your sense on no, that? No, I think uh, especially the major companies in the f- top Fortune 500 are moving. I mean, most HR departments have an HR marketing department associated with it, right? So I really? think, is it, is I think it, corporate marketing and HR marketing are becoming more and more prevalent working together. Because that, they go hand in hand. Isn't that just splintered out, though? I mean, should marketing understand how they're touching all of these types of people? Not a bad touch, by the way, a good touch. Right. How they're, how they're t- I mean, <laughs> Is there a bad touch? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, there's a bad <laughs> touch. There's such. So, 
Chad and, knows. And that's what we're seeing from like employer branding and, and I mean the HR marketing side of the house. Sure. It's like they are a symptom of a fucked up brand or a fucked up marketing department. And that's not saying bad, anything bad about employment branding because right. we need those people because all those brands, probably 99.9% .9 of the brands suck, right? I guess my question is, how does how does this become an opportunity for us to be able to ensure that the candidate does have a great experience? Right. Well, I, Even with the fucked up I, marketing department. Well, and I think why marketing is such a huge component of this going forward Especially, you know, not to sound trite from, you know, that we're so old, but in the digital age, everything touches each other, right? So you might be a job seeker, but you're most likely a consumer of that company's product of some sort, yes. right? So if you have a Because bad, everyone gets that. Right. Yes. Not, exactly. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> I, I, I sense the sarcasm yeah. in there. Cheese. Sarcasm. Yeah. Tongue so they don't get that. And I think if you have a bad user experience and you're a retail or an e-commerce company and you have a job seeker that's coming to you and you have a horrible experience for them, they're not going to want to buy your product. They're not going to want to walk in your store. And the, I think the marketing- The Media business case has been out there for years. Years. There you go. They yeah. lost $6 million because they treated candidates like shit. And then they had an opportunity to prospectively on the Delta right. go like 13. But I mean, it's like, dude, how... This has been out there, and I and, just and it's common sense. Oh, That's the crazy fuck. thing. You don't even. Yeah. I don't even need your case studies or your data to support know, what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh well, there's a case study now. I was like, but right. that made sense before. Right? Are you seeing more marketing departments embrace recruiting, or are you seeing more HR recruiting companies saying we need to embrace marketing? I think I'm seeing more. So marketing always had the cloud. HR was always the ugly redheaded stepchild, right? Yeah. Because they were a cost center. They, the money, yeah. you, you know, where marketing is, it's a cost center, but it's also the first thing that any of your consumers see whatever you put out there right and they drive leads for sales which drives revenue which the ceo likes exactly that's so the big fucking but i key. think i mean some more marketing is coming over to recruiting and how do we they're embracing them okay. because i think hr would have always embraced marketing to some extent because sure i want to tap into your dollars i want to i oh, want yeah. to co-mingle with you and do some branding on both the consumer and that recruitment side at the same time kind of seems like bad touch though i like that though you, but Bad touch isn't always bad. <laughs> bad touch isn't always bad. That's what the name of this podcast is going to be. <laughs> Clickbait. So back to texting. Give yes. us more about what you're seeing on that side of yeah. the house. Just because, I mean, yeah, how I am, can it get better? Yeah. It was already pretty perfect to begin yeah, with. Yeah. I mean, how do you get better in 160 characters? You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, and that's 95% open rates, 90% 90 red, you know, red rates. Exactly. But it's about also hitting the right audience. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I want to be text messaging doctors. Okay. But I might want to be text messaging nurses because they're on their shifts and they're on their phone and they're going to open up. Yeah. You might want to, you know, you text messaging for retail workers or for e-commerce oh, warehouses. Yeah. That's huge because these people aren't going home and spending time on their computer. They're not going on to, you know, going home searching on Google for jobs. They want them. They want them in your face. How do you hit them? So. I say this all the time. You know, again, shameless plug for next is the way we present ourselves is 
we have all the tools for recruiters to hit job seekers where they want, where they need to, and we have all the tools for job seekers to hit them where they want to be reached. So if you want to be reached in text, you want to be reached in email, you want to be reached in a retargeting, you know, we will we will hit them everywhere versus a lot of job boards, and I'd like to think we're more of a recruitment media company, but job boards usually have one or two tricks up their sleeve. We have eight that we could fit into. Where do you put uh, chatbots in the texting messaging realm? Yeah, I mean, they're big. They're big, but that's that's not really, to me, a recruitment strategy. That's a supporting technology for whatever you have, right? So I don't think that's part of the overall, I'm going to go text, I'm going to go email, I'm going to go you know, um, do an, uh, an employer branded email. Um, this goes for each one of them. It's a user experience. Right. More. So it's more like video or you know, I put a, a chat bot in there where it, it's a supporting role to whatever your strategy is. It's not a strategy. But I think they're I think they're becoming key, especially it's like text messaging. If you're on a chat bot and someone asks you a question, you got your first fifty can responses. But but text messaging and chatbots are only as good as the user on the other side that's gonna be able to customize that answer to that person if they ask an out of the box question. So what about video? I mean we we've heard about video for fifteen years. years. It 15 killed years. the radio star. Ever. That's, that's what yeah. I heard. Yeah, it did. Buggles, I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the buggles. Um so it doesn't mean, kill the podcasting <laughs> star. <laughs> Just so we know this is all gonna get cut out. So <laughs> So anyway, back to video. What what happens with video? I mean, everybody's so excited about it, but the adoption rate is incredibly low. Um, we see Monster create monster studios through Video My Job. Yep. I still Instagram think, for jobs. I, I still think that's going to be very low adoption just because there's steps that need to be taken. It's easier than it's ever been. Don't get me wrong. Right. But there's also a lot of privacy concerns, you know? Yeah. Like, if you, if I opened up a video interview of you, just as ugly as you are, I couldn't hire you. So is that discrimination? <laughs> that's what you know, I'm where, talking where do you draw the line? Uh, I am sexy. God you are. Damn it. You are. <laughs> so it's probably more viable as an employer to present themselves in a video format exactly. than it is a job but seeker to I present themselves. I do believe themselves you're talking right now, Chad, Of a higher view, uh, yeah, solution. Higher, right. Now, they've been talking, I mean, there's obviously top video companies out there for years in our space, and they do well, and I believe in an employer presenting themselves in the best light, and a video is the best way to do it. Because let's face it, people don't want to read. They don't want to read shit anymore, right? If I can watch a 30-second clip or read an article for five minutes, yeah. I'm watching the 30 so, so clip. Okay, so let's let's jump the shark here and go directly to 10 Guy. Have Easy, you been, Fonzie. Have, have, you, have, you, have you seen the 10 Guy uh, robot interview? Have you had nightmares is a better question. What do you think about that? Because yeah. it was interesting. We, we thought right out of the gate, oh, my God, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. And then we met 10 Guy in Portugal, and I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. I want to take selfies with this goddamn thing. I want to but, tell but my are you doing buddies it as a, about this. Are you doing it as a novelty? Are you doing it as it's? It really is a viable business model. I don't know that model. it would matter. I, I mean, at this I point. believe governments will be the first to embrace this thing because if they can talk about a totally unbiased recruiting process, yeah. yeah. Like to me, that's where this will, where Ting Guy will take off. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know enough about it to say. I mean, it's relatively new. I mean, yeah. I, I oh, no. saw it super like new. a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Super uh, new. Super new. Super new. Whatever <laughs> super in Sweden is, that's what it is. It's ABBA new. I would say... It's ABBA. In, in a relative term, I'm going to use it lightly. I've been successful because I've always embraced new things uh -huh. until they've proven me otherwise versus not embracing them until everybody else adopted to them. Yep. So 
I find it interesting. I think that there's a place for it. I don't know what the adoption rate will be, but I would absolutely be supportive of it. I'm supportive of anything new that's going to connect people quicker. Good for you. Another awe. This is where a big applause line comes yeah, in. Seriously. <laughs> or I sound like a sappy ass right now. But either way, <laughs> I say what I got to say. <laughs> Such a softy. So, okay, so you're not in the agency business now, but you still work with agencies. Sure. Um, many agencies are becoming, which you well know, uh technology providers what right. are your thoughts about that because i mean technology providers versus unbiased so and it know, feels like down, they're less so than they were 10 years ago but breakdown yes. technology are you saying reseller or are you saying builder builder that's a great question and here's where my answer is and i've not necessarily been asked this question in this same context but if you can't be the best at something yeah. and you're not going to put all the resources behind it to compete with the people that are taking in 50, uh-huh. 100 million dollars of, of equity to compete with it, stay the hell out of it and go partner with them. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe I truly have that mentality of, you know, buy versus build. Yeah. And I buy or what I can. Partner versus build. Well, right? yeah, that's yeah. buy to me, but okay, yeah, sure, okay. partner gotcha. buy um, or resell, whatever you want to call it. If you can't be in the top echelon of what you're going to do, stay the fuck out of it because someone's going to eat you alive and you are just burning resources and cycles on a team that could be doing something that's more core to your business. So, you know, it, it it's one of those things where everybody's going to make their own bed and we're going to see where they lie, but... I think there's some great technology providers out there that I would partner with in a second. I love that. Don't burn resources and cycles because that is happening all over the fucking place right now. Not just absolutely startups everywhere are burning like you wouldn't believe. Burn rates are crazy. Yep. We, we talk a lot about the arms race, particularly between Microsoft and LinkedIn mm-hmm. versus Google. Like, where are you putting your bets on those two uh, Goliaths? Well, I mean, if you look at share numbers, and I don't have them in front of me, I think Google has like 60-something percent of the of the search results, and, and Bing is behind that with like 20 or something. I mean, I might be off whatever my numbers is, but it's like yeah, a three to Google's one. It's higher, yeah. It's higher than 60-something oh. percent. Okay. I'm a little much outdated but anyway um i i think there's a place for everybody right i don't think that it's winner takes all so i think linkedin and microsoft i mean bing's a great search engine linkedin has a great product google's a great search engine google for jobs is a great product right does that mean they're the only two to survive more importantly does that mean those two are the only ones that survive and kill out every job board underneath them absolutely not I think there's going to be consolidation in our market in the next three to five years that we probably haven't seen in the last 30 years mm-hmm. um, for the better. But I don't, I, don't, I don't say, is it Google or is it Microsoft? I say it's both. Is there a giant in waiting that maybe you see that others don't? Ooh. I like to talk about Slack, for Amazon. example. Yeah. Only if Slack is bought by Amazon. Which I've been predicting for years <laughs> and is bound to happen did eventually. Did you predict Tableau is going to be bought by uh, I did not. Salesforce? Okay. I and did Google, not, no. And Google acquires Looker. Yeah. Right. Did you know Amazon was going to acquire Whole Foods? All right. No, then you're getting off topic. No, the food industry, <laughs> although food is my business, the food industry is not so Eating much. it is your business. Eating is what it, you say. yes. I, I'm, I'm very good I at that. You. Eating portion. Okay. Um, do I see any sleepers? No. I, I mean, I can see where you're going with Slack. I think data is key. Uh, Chad, you brought up Amazon. I don't put it past Amazon to own everything, and you know that's not a good or a bad thing. It it is what it is. Uh, but considering they're probably, if not the largest employer or hire right now, 
it would make sense for them to do something in this space. It would streamline the process for them, but I'm not on that side of the world. I'm Jeff Bezos, I think, is a little smarter and probably has a little bit more money than me. He'll figure it out before I do. A tad. Just a tad. A tad. What's on uh, Next's roadmap that uh, you might be g giving us a sneak peek into? Uh, one of the things I want to do, which again, it's a sneak peek and I'm not going to go into too many details, I really want to partner with talent communities and drive leads into talent communities because I believe they have great technology, but like any other database, unless it's you know filled with something useful, such as right. job seekers, right. they're kind of only as good as they are. Right. So. I think there's, I think talent communities, CRMs in general, are going to be, if they not already have replaced them, the first iteration of an ATS. ATSs are the end game, talent communities are the middle ground, and getting people in there. They're the cosmetic layer, right? The the, the, the user experience, and hopefully... One's a compliance thing, one's a, one's a sourcing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Maybe that's a better way Dude, of saying it. Dude, all this talk about Whole Foods and food is making me really hungry. So I you need, want to order food, right? I need a shrimp cocktail. I agree. Wow. I agree. <laughs> Andy, dude... Thanks for this. This was Thanks fun. For having uh, me. Thanks for not beating uh, for me up. For people who want to know more about Next or you, where would you send them? I would send them to either Next.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, and I will always respond. And that's Next. that's Next with two X's, not the triple X. No, no definitely no. don't go triple X. You no, get a surprise the one on, on your computer. Private browser at home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we out. We out. Later. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.